Good morning. I'm going to start off with some prayer. We're talking about prayer all month, so I think it's important. God, thank you for the word you've given me today. Thank you for the hearts and minds that are open to what you have for them today. Thank you for being here. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a few things before I start. First, if you don't know, I am Matthew Connors. Hello, Brian. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I am Matthew Connors. I am the next gen pastor here. Um, and my nickname is Master Matthew. It's the P and the M flipped. Uh, Sky Woodall's brother, uh, Stan, thought of that, and I love that. It's my moniker, my handle, my shtick. Um, I am engaged. Woo! Last Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fiance is right there, Miranda. Uh, she's amazing. Um, she is. She's just wonderful. If you don't know her very well, you should get to know her. So, um, second thing, if you have not seen the Tenant movie, please go see it. I was dreaming about it all night long. That and me preaching. It was a very odd combo. Uh, thirdly, I'm excited about what God has uh, given me to talk about. Um, it's going to be really good. So today we are talking, or this month we're talking about prayer. And today I get to talk about faith in prayer. And I'm going to take us on a journey through this main point, And it's faith leads to receive. Faith leads to receive. So we're going to start in Hebrews 11.1. 1. And it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, and what the word assurance means. And faith is to believe or trust. So that's faith. Assurance is to have confidence of something. And conviction is proof. So you could read Hebrew 11.1 1 as, Now faith is the confidence of things hoped for, the proof of things not seen. Or, now, now trust is the confidence of things hoped for, the proof of things not seen. Right? So we have faith nailed down. I'm going to borrow this chair real quick. And I would love, Melena, could you do me a favor? Give it up for Melena. Come on up. Woo, Melena! Would you please sit down in the chair? Now, did you trust that the chair was going to hold you up? Did you doubt that it was not going to hold you up? Perfect. She trusted the chair was going to hold her up. She had no doubt the chair was not going to hold her up. Thank you very much. Give it a round of applause. <laughs> Easiest demonstration. Leave that right there. Christians trust chairs more than they trust God. Christians trust chairs. I'm actually going to move this. Trust chairs more than they trust God. You're welcome, Melina. We sit down every single day all the time. We lay down to go to bed. There is no moment I have had 
probably in the, at least the last year where I'm like, I think I'm going to fall down in this chair or I don't think my bed's going to hold me up. We trust things we sit on or things we lay down on more than we trust God. So, my first question for you guys is this. It's not, do you doubt God? It's, what areas in your life do you doubt God? What areas in your life do you doubt God? Starting off with a banger. All right, ready? Break. I think it's really important to just know that, like, me, me saying that we, you know, Christians trust the chair more than God, that's not me. I don't want to guilt trip you. I don't want to shame you for that because I think that's, that's just part of building a relationship with God. It's not about like, oh, you're a bad Christian. It's not about that at all. That's not my point of what I'm talking about. I just want to hit that we have trust in other things more so than we do in God. And I want, I, God wants that to change, and I want that to change. So just to reiterate, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So we talked about faith. Now we're going to talk about where faith leads us. 1, starting in verse 2, all the way to verse 7. And verses 6 and 7 are going to be on the screen. So in verse 2, it says, Consider it all joy, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives, you, who gives to you all generously and without reproach, and will be given to him. So verse 6 says, But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to be not ought to expect that he will receive anything faith without doubting. Faith without doubting. That's any doubt whatsoever. So you might want to, you know, come up to me later after I'm done talking and be like, well, Matthew, are you saying I didn't have enough faith when I prayed over? someone being sick or that I wasn't going to get this money? That, don't, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> that's, not, that's not between me and you. That's between you and God. If you really want to talk to him and ask him that question, please ask him that because I don't know your relationship with God. I don't know your experiences with God. It's like I see Danielle and Brian. I see them that they are a couple. They're married. But I only see them a couple times a week. I don't know what goes on at home at all. I just know that, you know, they're married. They love each other. They're great. That's... <laughs> I see them a couple times a week. Same thing with you and God. I don't know what your relationship with, with him is. I know my relationship with him. So speaking of my relationship, we're going to go back to 2006. I was around 11 or 12 years old. I was in middle school. It was a great time. And I was at a youth convention. And there was a really loud band singing, and I did not like it. Um, so I decided to pray to God. Me and him were talking. And he told me 
when I was 11, hey, you're going to be a youth pastor. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be a youth pastor. In that moment, for whatever reason, as a middle schooler, I had no doubt that I was going to be a youth pastor. Did I get a little worried that I had no experience in public speaking? 100%. But did God put me in situations where I had the public speak? 100%. I remember, I think two years later, he had me come up in youth group and do announcements, and I was shaking the entire time. I was shaking the entire time. I was terrified. So that was 2006. Let's jump eight years forward, 2014. God says I need to go to college, all right? I'm trying to figure out where to go. I, I, I found out about this school called Life Pacific College, now Life Pacific University. Wonderful school, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I go to that campus in the dead of summer. No one's there, it's 100 degrees, and I have peace that I'm supposed to go there. A week before I visit, financial aid's like, you don't, you don't have any money that we can give you. You have nothing. You have nothing that we can give you to help you out. And my mom and I had no money to go to school. I was like, cool. Well, God wants me to go here, so I'm going to go here. I'm going to figure it out. I've, so the week before, had no money. Went to visit, had peace. A week after, financial aid calls me up. Bring, bring, bring. Uh, yes, Matthew? Uh, yeah, yeah, hello? Uh, yeah, this is financial aid. Um, we have all the money for that first year and plus more. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I had faith that I was going to be a youth pastor. I had faith that I was supposed to go to this school. Because of the faith I had, God backed me. He supported me and he provided for me. He helped me. So Isaiah 41, verse 10 says this, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Surely I will help you. In 2014, God was helping me from I said yes to being a youth pastor. It took eight years to have even a major step of becoming a youth pastor, but it happened. It was, a, it was eight years. For me, that, that was a long time. I'm like, wow, that, that was a really long time. So my next discussion question for you guys is this. What prayer are you still waiting to have answered? What prayer are you still having to wait, are waiting to still have answered? All right? Five minutes. Break. It's funny. I time myself. It was like 20 minutes. I guess I, I, don't, I, got, I don't got as much to say. That's totally fine. Less words are better. So... This is like a, I realize it's like a, a testimony slash like teaching. I really like stories. I really relate to stories. So when I can tell a story and connect it to what I'm talking about, I love that. So 
2017, I became a youth pastor at The Sounds. Woo, The Sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thank God that I became a youth pastor here because I love this church. I get to do exactly what I want to do. I am a next-gen pastor, and I get to produce content for YouTube, social media. I get to learn how to make posters and graphics. It's, I've learned so much here. But it wasn't always just like an easy thing. So I had a decision to make if I was going to go work at The Sound or if I was going to go somewhere else. And I felt at peace that I was going to go work at The Sound. So in 2017, Brian was like, first thing you're going to do is go to camp. And he kicked me into the deep end. And I actually really thank you for doing that because I learned a lot my first camp because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, but it was amazing. So jump forward to April of 2018. The plan that The Sound had with the building was, was not going according to plan. And so because of that, uh, Carissa and I had to get laid off. And it was hard. And so I had a decision to make during that time. Am I going to stay at the sound as the youth pastor without pay? Or am I going to go somewhere that's more foundationally supported financially? Am I going for the money or am I going for the ministry? And I made the decision that I'm supposed to be here no matter what. That's, this is where I'm supposed to be, is the sound. But it was hard. And I was a little upset because they didn't tip me. It was a bummer. And I said, after that day, it was like 8 o'clock at night. And I was like, I cannot, I can't do this. I don't think I can do that. I love people, but man, it was hard. So then later in 2018, I got a job at Vance. And I loved Vance. I loved working there. If I could do both the sound and Vans, I would do it in a heartbeat because I loved my coworkers and I loved meeting new people. It was amazing. Also, you got 50% off when you worked there. That was a big bonus. It was, it was, it was really nice. I, I also met my fiance there. I was her boss for a couple months. She did not like it. So from April of 2018 to March of 2019, I worked at Vans, and I did not work at the sound with pay. I was just on doing ministry. I was still the youth pastor, and it was indefinite. There was no like, oh, Matthew, this is the date. It was just kind of like, we're trying to figure this out. And I completely understood, because why? You, need, you needed an administrator like Tiff. You needed an executioner like Bethany, and you needed Zoe for PT, right? You needed these people for the sound before you needed me at all. And I was okay with that because I knew God would keep me at the sound no matter what happened. And in March of 2019, I came back full-time sound with more pay than I had before. And that to me was just the cherry on top because I knew I was supposed to be here. No matter what happened, I knew I was supposed to be here and I still know I'm supposed to be here. And I thank God that it still is happening and it happened. Something that I think that we should do more often is thank God before something happens. A great example is Laura Miller, if you're watching, you are wonderful. Thank you about what I'm about to say. She knew I was having car problems this past week. I've dropped so much money on this car the past two months. I'm like, oh my gosh, $1,600. I'm like, what is happening? You're not a, you're not a beat up car, I don't understand. 
I had, I had car issues. And she's like, Matthew, you can totally drive my car while I'm out of town. I go for it. She's a really nice car. Very nice car. Very, very keeps it clean. I love it. And I told her after she texted me that, I said, thank you. I have not driven that car. I have not touched that car. But I said thank you before I even drove it. Because I knew without a doubt that she was not going to change her mind, that nothing was going to happen where she's like, oh, Matthew's too tall for my car, so I'm not going to let him drive it. Matthew stinks after the gym, so I'm not going to let him drive it. Like, it was nothing like that. I trusted and I had faith that Laura, what she said was going to happen, that I could drive her car. We need to thank God before things happen. I honestly wish I would have done that more before I became a youth pastor. I knew it was going to happen, but I wish I would have been like, thank you for making me a great youth pastor when I was 12. If I would have heard that from a 12-year-old now, I'd be like, you have a lot more faith than I do. <laughs> that, like, just for general things, that's crazy. So what I want us to end on is this. This is not a discussion. I want us to think about this. Think about the prayer that you will say thank you to today. What is that prayer that has not been answered, but that you believe and have faith for, and that you're saying, thank you, God, for answering this prayer? For me right now, two things come to mind. Thank you, God, for making me a wonderful husband, a wonderful father. The other thing were great friends of mine. Eric and Marisa, thank you, God, for the parents that they will be. Thank you, God, for the baby that they're going to have. Thank you, God, for this blessing that's going to come to pass. I prayed for them a week ago, and when I laid hands on them, whoo, God has done this thing in my life where I'll start praying for someone and he's like, hey, you're going to feel exactly how they're feeling. And it is sometimes amazing and sometimes it's crappy. It sucks. And at that moment, it was, it sucks how they felt. And all I wanted to do was I wanted to yell for them. And what I did with that was I said, thank you, God, that they are going to make amazing parents. Thank you, God, for the baby that they will have. Because I know he wants this to happen. And I know how amazing they are and what they're going to do with that baby is going to be incredible. So think about not just a prayer. Think about the prayer that you will say thank you to today. And what we're going to do after we have a couple minutes of thinking about this is the worship team is going to come back up. We're going to do our last song. And how we're going to end it is we're going to yell all together, thank you. Because God deserves it. Because he provides every single time. There's never like, oh, I don't, this is, I think this is going to happen. Even if we do. There's been times where I'm like, man, I don't know about money. I don't know about money. I don't know about money. And God's like, hello, I created every single thing. 
I got you. Now, there is not a doubt in my mind that I'll be provided, especially financially. I am overflowing with money. I have more money than I have ever had, and it's because I've stopped doubting where it's coming from and stopped hoarding it and giving it away because I have faith that he'll provide. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. And I want us to think about the prayer that we are going to say thank you today, and then we are going to say to God, thank you. We're not going to do... Thank you. No, we're going to say to him, thank you. Amen. All right. Think about it. Contemplate it.